0: For NPR Music, it's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. Peter Stamfel is an absolute eccentric. His obsession with American popular music in the 20th century is unlike anyone I've ever known. For the past 20 years, he's been combing through that rich history, selecting one favorite song from every year in the 20th century, and then performing them. All of that culminates in a collection called Peter Stamfel's 20th Century. The 100-song collection was produced by Mark Bingham, and for those who don't know Peter Stamfel, he was something of a legend in the 1960s freak folk movement as founder of the Holy Modal Rounders. His voice has always been somewhat of an acquired taste. Now that's true more than ever because of a diagnosis of dysphonia making his voice raspier, sometimes squeakier, and strained. But that didn't stop him from finishing this project. And today, a conversation along with the music from this mammoth project of 20th century American music. And I begin by asking Peter Stample, what sparked this crazy idea?
1: Drugs. (laughs) I I was smoking weed and thought, hey... What about, um, and uh, then I um, asked Mark whether he would be interested in involving himself in this. And,
0: and Mark is?
1: Mark Bingham, one of my oldest friends who I met in 19, well, we've been friends since 1975. Lo and behold, uh, le hold, uh, 18 years later, <laughs> by gum, we stumble across the finish line and fall face first into the mud.
0: What kind of process did you have to choose the music you chose?
1: Um, many were automatic. Like songs that I dearly loved, like A Long Comes Mary had to be 1966. Long and Going Far Away had to be 1944. Ragtime Cowboy Joe had to be 1912. So a lot of them were kind of like um, automatic. And a lot of songs I wasn't quite sure when they were written. So it was a lot of research was involved, of course.
0: When you think about the scope of songs, is there something that you can see a commonality? Like, you are drawn to something about a song, and then and then let's play one.
1: Sure. The commonality is melody. I am a fool for melody and believe that um, many contemporary um, songwriters seem to have almost a fear of melody. Like, like, melody is this demonic thing that's going to, like, you know... Jump up and bite their ass or something. I listen to a lot of current indie music, you know, which a lot of it reminds me of um late period Beach Boys. And there tends to be um great vocals, great vocal arrangements, great back backup parts, but kind of weak on melody. Another factor is um, do I adore the song? I had to adore it. Can I pull it off? <laughs> Uh, And and does it somehow, hopefully, resonate in a a special way with that particular year?
0: So let's pick one from early times for me.
1: That that would be 1906, nobody, Burt Williams.
0: Burt Williams was was vaudeville? Was he? Burt
1: Williams was the first black superstar. Williams was a... Wildly popular entertainer, actually from the Caribbean, and a um, serious alpha male. You know, like over six feet tall, incredibly talented, incredibly charismatic, charismatic. Despite the fact that he was one of the biggest draws in vaudeville, he had to hire a white guy for the owners of the venues to put the money into the hands of because the wow. you know they 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 couldn't actually put money in this black. You know, superstars, and it would be—I don't know—they'd what? They'd get cooties. I mean, I mean, you know.
0: <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. Let's play "Nobody" from Bird Williams, and then we'll talk about it.
1: When life seems full of clouds and rain, mm-hmm. uh, full of numbness and pain soothes my thumping, bumping brain? Nobody. When winter comes snow and sleet and me with hunger and cold feet, who says, here's 25 cents, go on, get something to eat, why don't you? Nobody. I Ain't never done nothing to nobody. I ain't never got nothing from nobody no time. So till I get something from some Railroad wreck I, 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 I thought I'd cashed in My last check Who took the engine Off of my neck Nobody One day things were looking bright <laughs> I started to whistle On a stick one night Who said watch it man That's dynamite Not a soul Ha ha and never got nothing no nobody I and never done nothing to nobody no time so till I get something from somebody
0: When did you first hear this song?
1: I first heard this song uh, in a film called The Seven Little Foys. Eddie Foy was a vaudeville entertainer who worked his seven kids into the act. And uh, so Bobo played Eddie Foy in The you know the Seven Seven Little Foys, his kids that were worked into the vaudeville routine. And he sang Nobody in that movie. Um, And that's, that's my first exposure to the song. I, I didn't hear about, uh, I saw the movie in the late 40s, early 50s.
0: Were your parents listeners of uh, of old music? Did you have a record player and all that stuff in your, in your house?
1: No, uh, actually, in 1948, the couple next door, the old couple, gave us their wine of Victrola and some old records, like um, <laughs> comic records. And Bing Crosby singing Blue Hawaii with the B-Side "Sweet Lonnie. <laughs> <laughs> An instrumental of I Love Me, which Froggy the Gremlin used to sing on the Smile on Ed
0: show. I'd love to play uh, another song, and I'll say From Long Ago and Far Away, because <laughs> that's the name of it. Uh, tell us about Long Ago and Far Away and when you uh, came upon that one.
1: Well... I came upon this 1944 song in
0: 1944 on the radio. Really? How old were you? Five. Wow. Stuck with you.
1: Stuck with me, yeah. Most of the songs of the first 50 years are songs I heard on the radio in the 40s. My singing career began at the age of two. Uh, I would sit on a potty and serenade my mother. (laughs) (laughs) I'd sing up, uh, put your arms around me, honey, hold me tight. Oh, great song! Yeah, that, that, that was just indeed my 1911 song. I sang um, the Marine hymn from the halls of Montezuma. <laughs> so oh, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine how adorable? Uh, I sang uh, Blues in the Night. I I always had really good taste. I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, let's hear uh, Long Ago and Far Away, and we're going to hear um, your version. What was the version you heard? Do you remember that 1944 recording? This is from a, a, a show, right? this? Just...
1: Uh, it was from a show, Cover Girl, possibly. I don't.
0: Yeah, Cover Girl, that's right.
1: Uh, but uh, I wasn't aware of the show, and I never did see the movie. <laughs> but <laughs> possibly the most beautiful song ever written, I've thought on occasion.
0: Wow. Well, let's listen to uh, your version of Long Ago and Far Away. Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: I dreamed a dream one day and now that dream is here beside me long oh, the skies were overcast but now the clouds have passed you're here Is mine the dream? I dream was not denied denied me. was you lamp is mine the dream I dream was not denied me just
0: Do you think we've lost sentimentality, at least in songwriting and music? I mean, that that seems to be so prevalent in the music I grew up listening to that my parents would play, and, mm-hmm. and hearing this song made me think of the nostalgia that the people in the 30s, 40s look back on.
1: What really grabs me about that is the main theme of popular music for... All those decades in the great American songbook era was this idealized true love. And in my first 20 years of life, I only saw one couple, one married couple, that actually fondly would hug each other in public. Like, I didn't know anybody, nor did I know anybody who knew anybody that knew any... Mommies and daddies who had anything like this feeling, which is put forth as the most popular subject people sing about, which I find, you know, kind of heartbreaking. Mm. <laughs>
0: uh, my parents had that sentimentality. I saw it in in the house. When do you think that changed?
1: Good question.
0: In doing all your research and thinking about the music When did you see it maybe harder to find that in songs?
1: Maybe the 50s.
0: Really, I would have thought it would have been later than that, but...
1: Well, rock and roll was more unsentimental. Okay, fair enough.
0: Is your songwriting, do you think of it that way? I mean, my knowledge of your stuff was middle of the 60s and late 60s. I don't know that I would have thought of your... the holy modal rounders stuff, sentimental?
1: Oh, it's not. Uh, qu- quite the opposite, as a rule. Yeah. But um, I've always loved the old songs, and that was um <laughs> what most of them w- were. Well, uh, like in my, in my liner notes, I go on about um, sentimentality being a very powerful force when the century started. Oh, just one little line. When I was <clears throat> working on the notes, I had this epiphany, um, that the Great American Songbook is a conspiracy, the result of a conspiracy between blacks and Jews, without the black in a ragtime rhythm and the Jewish, Jewish tonality, Eastern European music tonality, take either one of those elements out and there would not be a Great American Songbook. Of course, this was, this was not conscious, of course, it wasn't, it wasn't like Sure, sure. You know, they they didn't conspire to do this, but on on an unconscious level, (laughs) um, you know, the heavens were conspiring to combine Jews and uh, blacks to create the Great American Songbook, one of the most massive cultural achievements of humanity.
0: (laughs) That's beautiful. Uh, And then along comes drugs. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and i say that because um one of the songs you picked was a song uh that when i was uh, a kid uh, i loved dearly it was by a group called the association it was a beautiful song uh it was a song which i always thought was about a woman but but tell (laughs) tell us about along comes mary
1: in 1966, when I first heard it, I was absolutely gobsmacked. I never, I'd never heard a musical structure like that in my life, and it, it completely knocked me on my tail. Like, the story was, it was about drugs, like, you know, Mary, Mary Jane, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. But the song is actually kind of hard to understand. Like, a lot of pop songs are like, what the hell are they saying?
0: There's a line... Or maybe rather gather tales of all the fails and tribulations no one ever sees. What does that mean? (laughs) The refrain is, when we met, I was sure out to lunch. Now my empty cup tastes sweet as the punch.
1: Yes. I think that I'm the only one that's lonely, someone calls on me. And every time I think that I'm home free and out of trouble, something falls on me. And then along comes Mary. Does she wanna be my chicken? Give yeah, me steady, King's hand, pick a wicked memory. Or would she rather not be bothered by the part of me? And no one ever sees When we met I was sure out to lunch Now my empty cup is as sweet as the punch When big desire for the power is the sickness In the eyes of chicks with games to play And then the masquerade is played when frightened folks Make jokes on who is most afraid Today. And then along comes Mary. She a-
0: Somewhere in the process of making this record, I understand you lost the ability to sing. You lost your voice.
1: Yeah, dysphonia is the technical phrase.
0: What did this, emotionally, knowing you were doing this project, what, what did that mean to you?
1: <laughs> it was, um, oh, Lord, why me? <laughs> it was, you know, it was, um... One more bump in the road of life, um, which I uh, managed to deal with. And uh, I was able to finish the last 28 songs by taking a dose dose of steroids.
0: Who is this project, do you think, aimed at? I mean, who who do you hope listens to this? As many
1: people as possible. But um, I, I like it to be a primer for younger people to sort of allow them to do a fast and dirty catch-up on the history of uh, popular music in the, in the 20th century, which is, as I said before, one of the golden achievements of humanity. So that's kind of like uh, one of my target groups, although how many of them will be interested in what this geezer has to promote is a, <laughs> a moot question.
0: Thanks you for your passion for this. It really is just a beautiful thing you've done. Well, thank you so
1: much. I'm, I'm, I'm and what a relief to have completed it. <laughs> Peter
0: Stamfel, his Herculean collection of songs titled Peter Stamfel's 20th Century, along with its 40,000-word liner notes, is all out for the world to hear and to see. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's All Songs
1: Considered. So goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. How? Yeah.